Let's spend some time in prayer together. Lord, I'm so grateful for uh, people to look up to like Sue and Gordon Kelly. 58 years of marriage. Thank you for the faithfulness that you've had in their lives and how they've mentored many others, including uh, Christy and I. Lord, I pray, God, as we're uh, looking at what you're doing around the world, that you would deeply inspire us, that we would see that you go far beyond our little community here in World Golf Village that you reach out into our state, into our country, into our world, and you are a faithful and good God. Lord, we want to see the whole world redeemed. We want to see uh, you continue to move in amazing ways. Lord, I thank you that we get to partner with great uh, movement leaders around the world that are, that are glorifying you with their lives. They're dedicating their lives to you to see you work in amazing ways and see many people reached and transformed. Lord, I pray as we have a time of discussion about what you're doing around the world, and specifically in Mexico, Lord, I pray that it would be a time of inspiration that you alone would be glorified. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Our our purpose is going to come up on the screen, and uh, we like to say our purpose every week. And if you're new here uh, this week, I want to tell you we're doing something a little bit different. We typically don't have an interview going on uh, for the entire service, but we're so blessed to have uh, some friends here from around the world that we get to share what God is doing through the generosity of good news, uh, church planning around the world, and we get to hear about how these guys are uh, working specifically in Mexico and Latin America, and really excited to be able to share that with you. But our purpose is, is on the screen, so if you'd say this purpose with me, it's to reach and transform people by the power of the gospel in biblical community. And every time we know of someone that's professed faith in Christ, we like to celebrate because we want to reach people for Christ. And we celebrate with life rings because they're rescued. And we know one person this week that professed faith in Christ uh, here at Good News Church. So we celebrate that together. The, the point for this week, and it was the same point last week as we do our global outreach uh, conference both last week and this week. If you missed any of the conference and you'd like to hear some of the main sessions, they're online at goodnewsloves.com. You can go there and you can listen to the main sessions at goodnewsloves.com. I really encourage you to do that. Jesus invites us to make disciples around the world. He invites us to make disciples everywhere. Isn't that an awesome thing? Isn't that an awesome Uh, purpose that God has given us. And we have defined a disciple as someone who's a follower of Jesus, who loves Jesus, who loves one another, and loves the lost. And it starts with, with loving Jesus. And that's such an important thing for us because we believe that the gospel has bad news and good news. The bad news is that we've all failed. We've all messed up. I've never met a perfect person, ever. We've all done things against God. We've all gone against him. And scripture says that the wages of that sin, the wages of those failures is death. But there is good news. Because the good news is that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that means that if you put your faith in Christ, you put your faith in the one that lived a perfect life, lived a death, lived a perfect life and died a death, for all the ways that we failed, past, present, and future, then rose from the dead, victorious on the third day. If you put your faith in Christ and him, you can have life abundant here on earth. doesn't mean your life's going to be perfect, but it means you can experience forgiveness and joy, and it means that you can have eternal life. And if you've never put your faith in, in Christ, I encourage you to do that. You can do that right in your seat. You can talk to one of the elders or one of the prayer team after the service. That's, what it, that's the first step of being a disciple that, that makes disciples, that you have to be a disciple yourself. And 
as we celebrate what God has done around the world through, through Good News and many other churches, we have a specific purpose that we like to accomplish around the world. We partner with movement leaders to plant gospel preaching. That's really important, that they preach the gospel, the good news and the bad news of the gospel. National-led, we believe that when they're in their own country, ministering to their own people, they don't have to learn the language, they don't have to learn the culture, that that's the best way to do it. That they become self-supporting and that they are multiplying churches. That's who we want to partner with. And so I have a slide here of all the movement leaders that we work with around the world. We have some here this morning. And they're going to come up here in a few minutes. But it's, it's awesome. If you show the, uh, the slide with all the pictures of all the different uh, movement leaders, uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, we have uh, great uh, movement leaders around the world that we partner with that plant churches around the world. And over the years, we've had 80 international churches that we've helped uh, plant in 20 different countries, 16 churches throughout Florida, too, because we want to reach our own country, and over a total of 96 churches started and over $2.7 million invested. So thank you for your generosity. 13% of all the money that's given here at Good News goes to uh, church planning, both here in the United States and around the world. And the 2019 church plants are going to be listed up on the screen, and you can see uh, some of the places that we've been able to partner with. And it's so exciting to think about these people uh, worshiping Jesus in all the different areas. And so the action step for this morning uh, is to pray, give, go, or do all three. That we, you're going to hear uh, from these guys this morning some specific ways you can be praying for them encourage you to keep giving and keep tithing, keep giving offerings. There's many of you that like to give specifically uh, beyond your tithe to global outreach. You can certainly do that, and, and you can go. We have a group here that heard about uh, the things that are going on in, in Durango, Mexico, and their small group decided that we're going to go this year. They're going to go this summer, and they're going to get to experience what's going on there. And so if you're a small group or you're an individual that like to go, we will connect you uh, with one of these movement leaders, and you can go and experience what is going on around the world. So before I have these guys come up, we have a, about a four-and-a-half-minute video of a trip that me and uh, Parker Fretwell, one of um, my friends and one of the elders here, uh, took to, to Mexico uh, to see what God has been doing there. And uh, at the end of the video, you'll hear specifically from one of the church planters that we're helping uh, uh, have a church continue going in Durango, Mexico. And here's that video, and then we'll have the guys come up.
fallar nunca me va a fallar. Es que mis amigos, mi familia, mis padres, mis hijos, mis hermanos, mi esposo, mi esposa, nunca me va a fallar. Hey, good news. It's a pleasure to, to meet you. It's a pleasure to say hello to you. I'm Eduardo Escobar. I'm in Durango. Durango is a city 450 years old. Durango is a post-Catholic uh, 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 city. And we have relational idols. People adore and worship uh, social appearance, spiritual acceptance, and romantic love. Uh, so we want to be a church that preaches uh, the gospel, that everything that does is centered in the gospel. We want to be a church that loves the city, and we want to be a church that it's a real community of, of grace. That's why we are doing our best to reach our city through, through counseling, through community groups, through a worship service, through opening our, our, our houses and sharing our, our, our tables with, with everybody we, we get to know. Uh, and I want to say thank you very much for everything you do. Thank you very much for your support. Thank you very much for your prayers. We want to help, to, to, to ask you to help us because the biggest, biggest obstacle in, in Durango Uh, is uh, an spiritual obstacle. We believe that we are in a warfare and that the, there's opposition, real opposition to uh, towards uh, our families, our church, uh, our persons. So we want to ask you to keep praying for us that the Lord help us to be brave and to preach the gospel to everyone, everybody in, in, in every place that we We can do it. So thank you very much for your support. Thank you very much for your visit. It has been awesome and great to get to know Andrew and Parker and to share with them meals and to share with them fun, fun uh, moments uh, uh, and to worship together. Thank you very much for all your support. Awesome. Well, it's my... It's my pleasure to introduce uh, two amazing guys that I've gotten to know uh, even better over the years, uh, Jorge Alman, Andreas Garza. If you guys would come up here, if you welcome them uh, to Good News, welcome to them to the stage. Sure, this is going. All right, there you go. You got that. Awesome. It's great to have you guys here and. Uh, I got to go and experience firsthand that uh, American Mexican food is not the same as Mexican Mexican food. It is uh, not. It is. <laughs> it is a glorious thing. These guys know that I can eat Mexican food uh, morning, noon, and night, and uh, they they treated me very well. I think I gained 15 pounds when I went to Mexico, but it was a great time. So, uh, would you guys introduce yourself and and share a little bit about what your role is uh, in Mexico and and beyond in Latin America? Uh, yes, uh, my name is Andres Garza, and I'm from Monterrey, Mexico. My wife uh, and uh, two daughters. I have uh, one granddaughter, uh, Valentina. So, um, and we are working from Monterrey. In Monterrey, we are planting a church. We are just after five years planting this church, San Pedro Church. And uh, from Monterrey also, we are leading the city to city Uh, Latin America movement in uh, the main cities in uh, in Latin America. Awesome, thank you. Um, 
Jorge Alemán, uh, my wife Marisela, we have three girls. And uh, I'm a senior pastor of one of the churches in, in Monterrey, and also working with the church planting center for uh, developing church planting uh, movements in North uh, Mexico. My main role is to train the church planters and, and leaders for getting that new churches movements in, in North Mexico. Awesome, awesome. Um, we heard a little bit in the video from Eduardo but maybe you could speak a little bit towards what the spiritual climate is like throughout Mexico. And I understand that maybe regions will be a little bit different, but just in general, what, what's it like in Mexico spiritually? Well, in, um, in, in Mexico, there is a diverse uh, spiritual climate. It's not just one. Southern Mexico is completely different than Northern Mexico. Northern Mexico is more materialistic, uh, even though um, uh, the whole country is um, is 85% uh, Roman Catholic uh, uh, by by tradition, but um, the, in the south of Mexico they are more um, spiritual and religious minded, so they look more for uh, to have experiences, mm -hmm. and northern Mexico is more uh, <clears throat> they are. <clears throat> They are thinking more in, uh, in, in, in how their lives are developed and more entrepreneurial mindset. So, but still with this religious mindset in the whole country. Yeah. So. That's good. And one of the things is that we have been always uh, sharing is really the great need for grace, understanding grace by the gospel, by faith alone, by Christ alone. And in a Roman Catholic um, country, that uh, even the words are the same, like Leonardo were saying these days, but the meaning are completely different. Therefore, what we want is to really share that in our context. And, and in, in many ways, like we were seeing in Durango, there is a spiritual war that we need to fight in, in that sense of, of praying and, and going to to share because many of these cities really live in darkness and they need the, the light of, of the gospel. Um, you have known each other for a long time. Maybe you share a little bit about your friendship, how you guys came to know each other and how you work together now. Um, in, back in the 80s. He's the oldest one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, back in the 80s, um, they, they started a new church. Uh, there was a split of a, in a Presbyterian church in Monterey. Uh, and the pastor started a new church in, in one area of the city. Uh, we were just starting the, the new church. Uh, um, I was kind of a, a teenager at the age of, I don't know, 17, 18 years old. Uh, and Andres was invited to, to the church by now his wife. You know why he was attending? <laughs> and uh, the church, but he was invited to, to the church. Uh, I was growing up in the, in the Presbyterian church. And, and from that point, our pastor really discipled us in, 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 in different ways. Uh, later in life, after my seminary degree, I came back and I started working as an as associate pastor. And Andres was, uh, in that time, a, a ruling elder uh, of the church. Uh, we have been back almost 30 years, something like that, a little more than 30 years 
working together uh, in different ways, and especially 24 years on, on church planting movements. Yeah, actually, uh, we really can see the fruits of discipleship, uh, how important is discipleship, because it's where you know, the future leaders can be developed, and uh, we are this product. We are this product of, of a pastor that has a vision for discipleship mm -hmm. and, uh, and disciple leaders in, in the future. He, he introduced uh, us to the church, a church planting movement with missionaries from Mission to the World. He introduced mm -hmm. us to church planting. He introduced us to, to many different things that we now are, are, uh, are working, you know. So you're, you're both pastors in Monterey. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the city of Monterey, uh, maybe specifically what God is doing and what you've seen God doing in Monterey. Yeah, uh, well, he says that um, uh, I'm an architect and city planner, so I'm going to talk uh, about this um, structure, uh, social, spiritual, and cultural structure of Monterey. Monterrey is a very modern city. It's the, it maybe the, it's the uh, financial capital of Mexico. So it's very entrepreneurial mindset, uh, a lot of business, a lot of new business, a lot of uh, universities, 400,000 uh, university students. So it's a, uh, it's a lot of uh, going on there, very dynamic and uh, good food, uh, obviously. But, uh, but um, you know, uh, as... Every city has uh, its own problems. Every, every city has its own conflicts. And especially in our church planting movement, we identify you know, the main, what we call the main idols of the city. You know, just to really bring the gospel to disassemble these idols and, uh, and to, to speak in the, in the language of these of this idols. This is what Jeremiah 29, 1 to 10 uh, the Lord is calling us to do, you know, to go to the city and to, and to seek the welfare of the city, to seek the shalom of the city. So uh, the main idols in Monterey, there are four of them. The main, the, uh, one of, of the biggest idols is uh, position, position in the society, position in, uh, among the community. So position is very is very important position in the in their businesses. If you are a CEO, well, you are really important. And if you are not uh, at least a, a, you know a, a CFO, well, well, you are almost nobody. You know. So, mm -hmm. and if you the second the second idol, for example, is education, high education. Mm -hmm. You know, you pursue high education. It's, it's great to pursue high education. It's, it's great to pursue uh, good uh, status in the community, good position in the community, but we take it too, too much. You know, we, we pass the line. So good education. If you don't have at least a master's degree or a PhD, you know, uh, you, uh, you, know you, you, you struggle for, to, to have a great job, for example. Mm. For example. So money, because it's the financial capital of Mexico, is the third uh, idol, and uh, and um, and how we develop this money. So uh, and the and the fourth idol is um, uh, your your um, last name, who you are. You know, uh, Monterrey is a very uh, family-minded community. Even though Monterrey has six million people almost. 
is is still a very family minded and so your last name is important you know in the in the area so how to speak all of these four things are very good are good in 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 itself but how can we speak mm-hmm. you know through the gospel uh not to have you know our life depending of these four aspects of the society you know? oh. so and who you cheer for as a, f- a football team is important too, right? Because there's two very good football teams in Monterey, right? I, I didn't want to, to speak about it because, well, we, we all are on the same team, but You're the uh, same team, yeah. you know, if we, if we, if we, you know, if we touch that, uh, we will be, we will have problems. <laughs> so you don't mention that yeah, in your maybe, churches, right? Maybe because Facebook is going to, you know, yeah, yeah. to take this uh, speaking to Monterey. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, it seems like what, part of what you're doing is identifying the idols in the area. Eduardo talked about that too. Tell, tell us a little bit about why that's helpful to know what the idols are as you're trying to minister to people. I think it's, uh, it's really important because one thing is, is to know and uh, hear in your mind uh, the word of God or, or the gospel, but uh, how the gospel come to your heart. And sometimes we don't filter, we, we don't bring that knowledge that we have to our hearts to transform how the gospel transforms mm-hmm. our lives. Yeah. Therefore, I think one of the very important things of identifying the idols is to bring really the word of God, the gospel, to the heart of the people to, that they can start renewing their minds renewing their lives and sometimes a lot of pastors just just preach to their minds preach to know more but know how the gospel transform uh, your families your uh, work mm-hmm. uh, your everyday your your studies if you are in a college or uh, how, how the gospel comes and transform that and therefore Many times we see everything through our idols, and we don't see our idols. Mm. It's difficult to see our own idols. Right. Sometimes you, have, you need someone else to come and say, hey, you have that idol. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's very, very important uh, to identify that in order that the gospel can come in, in, in the heart, transform from inside out, yes. going out. Yeah, that's good. And... Um, Tim Keller says that an idol is every, every good aspect of life that becomes the center of your heart. So if you don't have that, you don't have value. Mm. So what uh, Jorge uh, is saying is very true is uh, you, you, you need money, you need education, you need, st- uh, I mean, status is good, uh, uh, position, uh, you know, you, you need to to keep going, to, to keep uh, uh, prospering and, and everything. But when you don't have this and, and in your heart you don't have value because you don't have this, uh, this is transforming an idol. Mm-hmm. So the gospel is the only hope that we have in the midst of, mm-hmm. of, uh, of these uh, this, uh, this idols, you know. So, so um, uh when, when we don't speak to our idols, uh, 
uh, when we don't preach to our idols, when the music is not speaking to us, to our idols, you know, we are not being disciples. So mm-hmm. that is why this, the music that we just had, the prayer, uh, you know, this talk, you know, is talking to our idols, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and this is what, what we really need to our hearts. You know? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Um, we have, over the years, partnered with City to City, but you're one of the newer movement leaders in City to City Latin America. Um, many people here are not familiar with what City to City is or what specifically you're doing. Will you speak to a little bit about what City to City is and what you're doing specifically in Latin America? Yes, yeah, City to City is uh, an institution that started in New York uh, around uh, 15 years ago. Uh, at the beginning, it was called the Church Planting Center, the Redeemer Church Planting Center. Tim Keller uh, started this, uh, this uh, institution. And uh, the idea uh, at the beginning was just to have a, a church planting movement in the area of, of New York. The Presbyterian Church, the PCA, sent Tim Keller to start this uh, new church, to start a movement there. But, uh, but very soon, uh, uh, different, different groups from, from different places, they started coming and to see what is happening in, in, in Manhattan. Because a, a Presbyterian church with sound doctrine, you know, with reformed understanding of the, of the gospel, uh, was growing mm-hmm. and was multiplying and was being uh, becoming self-supporting. So um, and supporting other churches uh, and uh, becoming a movement there. So when uh, this happened, uh, that you know that originated this idea to have an. Inst- uh, an, an institution, an, an organization for the whole world, you know, to train, to identify, to coach, to send church planters specifically to preach the centrality of the gospel through a kingdom mindset and uh, in cities, you know, to, to uh, start church planting movements in everyone of the global cities of the world. The, uh, the, uh, the idea is to respond to what uh, we really see, and as a city planner, I can see it very easily, how God is sending the more and more people to live in cities. Latin America is uh, 80% uh, urban. 80% of the population, 80% of almost 600 million people live in the main cities, in the 29 main cities of Latin America. So uh, Latin America is the newest region that city to city started. And we started uh, this, uh, this, uh, this uh, movement in um, 2014. So, uh, and now we are in 10 uh, of these leading and global cities like Mexico City, Monterrey, uh, Sao Paulo, uh, Rio de Janeiro, and um, and we want to we want to reach the 29 global cities in all Latin America. Wow, that's awesome! It's a great vision. It's a great vision. Is is there one of the, uh, the the church plants that started in one of those 10 cities? Is there a highlight from one of those cities that you could think of that you'd like to share of something that's going on in one of those cities? Yeah, uh, for example, um, in um, Viña del Mar in Chile. Uh, with Santiago de Chile too. So uh, we started with a church planter there and we started, uh, we identify 
him as a, as a leader movement and we trained him and we started working with him very closely to start a movement there in Viña del Mar. Uh, after these four years, um, a number of uh, new churches are being planted and uh, we have right now 12 church planters gathering together every single week and uh, actually after here I'm going I'm going there to have a retreat with them uh, but this this uh, this man has the vision for a church planting movement there but not only that look what the gospel is doing he is planting a Presbyterian church 12 uh, this in among these 12 uh, church planters there are um, there are Anglican Reformed church planters, uh, Baptist Reformed church planters, and uh, and this Anglican church plant and this uh, Presbyterian church plant, they decided to give financial support to a, uh, a Pentecostal Methodist new church plant. Wow. Can you imagine that? <laughs> you know, a Presbyterian and an Anglican getting together and then planting a church that is neither a Presbyterian nor a, an Anglican. So this is only the gospel that is really mm -hmm. working there. Yeah. But uh, the gospel center there is, uh, is, is transforming not only the culture, not only the, the society, but it's transforming our mm, spiritual mindset. Yeah. The kingdom of God is first not the Presbyterian kingdom mm. or my Amen. kingdom, or, but the kingdom of God is first. Amen. Thank you so much. That's, 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 it's amazing vision that God has put in you, and I'm so, we're so grateful to begin to start a partnership with you, and we're excited to see what God's going to do. And Jorge, we've I've had a partnership with you for over a decade, <laughs> and uh, you've been here many times, and I uh, consider you a really good friend and a great host And when we came to Mexico. And you have a very great vision for Mexico. Uh, you're the leading movement leader in Mexico, and you, you have a vision to plant 10 churches in 10 years. And so tell us a little bit about what's going on with that. It's, it's practically the same that Andres is saying for the 29 uh, major cities in, in Latin America. Uh, we identify the 10 major cities in northern Mexico, and we were sharing these days that northern Mexico is just around 40 million people, uh, bigger than many uh, wow. countries in Central America and South America, and we want to reach, uh, not to plant 10 churches, but to reach really the cities yes. with, uh, with new churches and movement, like Andres was explaining. Starting, yes, uh, sending Presbyterian pastors and, and starting with the, with the Presbyterian church, but not just getting there in the Presbyterian for creating a network of church planters. Right now, we are working in six cities, trying to, to plan new churches in six cities of, of the 10, but we have a long way to, to create those movements mm -hmm. where we can work with other friends, yeah. working for the city, planting new churches and transforming. Uh, but it's just, the vision is exactly the, the same, that Andres was part of, uh, he was the leader of uh, the church planting center for 10 years, and then he moves to a bigger job <laughs> and and um, but we continue the same vision that he's he's bringing to Latin America is what we have been working in the last 15 years in in Mexico and especially in northern Mexico where you have been planting uh, partnering with us 
planting churches, and therefore that's kind of a, what we are doing also in northern Mexico. Yeah, I have a, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Andre. Well, something that uh, I wanted to say is uh, in, in connection and partnership with your vision, uh, Good News vision, you know, emphasizing Mexico, emphasizing Brazil means to emphasize the whole region of Latin America. Mm -hmm. Brazil and Mexico are the most important countries yeah. uh, and the most strategic countries, you know, to reach the whole region in Latin America. So, Good News is very heavily supporting Brazil and very heavily supporting uh, Mexico. So uh, you are part of this. You are, you, you are talking uh, not only about some church plants or 20 church plants, or, but you are talking about a region that is multiplying because uh, the Lord has given you this vision to go to Brazil and Mexico. You know? So I just wanted to, to and, call that. Yeah, and between the two countries, there is more than 300 million people. Wow. Yeah. Just these two countries. It's a huge impact, a, huge, yes. a lot of people to reach. Uh, I've, I've been wildly impressed by the people that you've raised up as church planners. Obviously, I met Eduardo and saw what he's doing. He, he's, a, he's a rising star in the Presbyterian Church in, in Mexico, doing a great job there. I also get to meet uh, Carlos Luis and uh, Jose Luis and um, what he's doing in La Paz. Tell me a little bit about uh, how you raise up the next generation of leaders in, in Mexico. Well, what is, that's one of the most difficult things that we have been challenged and, and facing in, in, in this time. Um, it, we always say that in Mexico, um, we have one ordained pastor, minister for every three churches. Therefore, the harvest is like the Lord says, is plentiful, mm -hmm. but we need uh, workers. Therefore, we are trying to recruit, we are trying to assess and to train and coach but the best way is, I think, is how our churches are growing in the gospel and how we can make disciples inside of, in our own churches mm -hmm. that those can multiply, mm -hmm. that they can, that we can raise up our leaders uh, in, in our, these uh, new churches that are, have visions for the city, vision for church planting, vision for sharing the gospel. And from there, is where we can we can send uh, um, new leaders for these cities, yeah. uh, and Eduardo is in, in one way one example that yeah. uh, that we found him. He he has a good connection with a church planter, and we start kind of a disciple him, him, bringing after his theological education under our wings, and and just slowly um, getting him the vision for for city, for church planting, for the, for the gospel of grace through him. But uh, if, if you ask us something for, for pray in, in Mexico, please uh, pray for workers. Mm -hmm. We need really uh, workers, uh, uh, leaders, strong leaders that, that, that we can have these um, church planting movements in yes. the cities because these new cities, um, we say that it's a pioneer work we send the church planter with his family, and nobody's going to welcome the church planter at the airport. Uh, nobody's there for, for starting a core group or a, a new church. They are starting from scratch, yes. from making connections, relationships, try to share the gospel one-on-one, -on -one. Uh, and it's a really hard work. Yeah. Well, yeah, our, our newest partnership with Jose Luis in La Paz is a great example of that, that his, uh, one of his, children is a senior in high school 
leaving far, far away from La Paz, the other side of Mexico, to come all the way to La Paz to plant a church. Tremendous sacrifice for the sake of the gospel. It's really inspiring to, to see. And I, I wanted to ask you that in closing, what are some ways that we can be praying for you? Obviously for workers, but uh, I, I saw both of you in action. I'm, I don't believe that either one of you sleep. Uh, you have so many different hats and what you're doing and going all throughout uh, Mexico and, and Latin America and with different roles as an a pastor of an individual church, but then also as a movement leader. What are some pray, ways that we could pray for the movement in Mexico, but also specifically for you? Well, um, in, in, in our case, in, um, in city to city Latin America, and specifically in my case, pray for my family. My wife uh, also is uh, in the ministry and is developing the Church Planters Wives Ministry in all Latin America. So pray for her; she is very busy too, and uh, and we need uh, we need to balance, you know, the work in uh, planting this church and uh, being the leader in Latin America. All this traveling uh, sometimes is difficult for the for the whole family. So pray first for uh, my family. And uh, we are expecting the second grandchild. Mm -hmm. We don't know yet, but maybe in one week. Uh, but um, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, he's going to be a grandson. So, right. <laughs> but uh, uh, pray for that and pray for the, the, the city leaders in every one of these cities. Um, church planters, obviously, they need prayers. Uh, but in addition, uh, city leaders have this uh, heavily uh, need of uh, the vision growing for the city, the, Grisium, the vision growing for this network to keep uh, catalyzing uh, cultural leaders, social leaders, and spiritual leaders for the whole movement. Mm -hmm. So, and and pray for a strategic partnership that we are developing. Uh, in uh, We started last year, where city to city and other organizations, big organizations in Latin America, like uh, Mission to the World, like uh, Campus Outreach, like Search, like John Life, like uh, Acts 29, like South American Mission, SIM, we are getting together to serve every one of these 29 cities. So we, we want to collaborate, mm -hmm. and we want to see the power of collaboration, mm -hmm. you know, together, instead of everyone doing our own, yeah. our own thing, you know. So pray for that. This July, we have this, the summit for this, uh, this strategic partnership, and um, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be very very important. Awesome, thank you. Um, the same pray for wisdom in how we handle our time between family and, and ministry and both ministry, uh, senior pastor of the church and also uh, in the church planting movement in in northern Mexico. Pray for my wife. Part of is, is she's a, the children's ministry director at, at the church. Plus she is very involved. Um, I'm praying especially one of my daughters, my middle daughter, she's 22. Uh, she just started three weeks ago uh, in the city of Reynosa. Reynosa is a, is a border city. Uh, right now it's one of the most dangerous cities in, in, in Mexico. Uh, and there is a ministry right there they call uh, Isaiah 55. 
Isaiah 55 is working with deaf people um, in a school, bringing the gospel to, to them, uh, and in a very poor community. And she's working out with them and, uh, as a single, and just moved three weeks ago, and she's feeling the calling for, for the ministry that the Lord will keep her safe and, and encourage her and teach her uh, to grow in, in her faith, uh, to be the light uh, of the world right there with deaf people, with the community with, uh, in, this, in this city. Just pray for that uh, uh, and pray for what I says uh, for key leaders yes. in, on our church planting movement to, to find those uh, men and families that they can lead us uh, and guide us in, in those areas of, of the, our country. I love that. Thank you. Well, I'm going to pray right now for you, and then after I pray, would you mind praying in Espanol for, for a good news church and what's going on here in this community? All right. Let's pray together. Lord, I am so grateful for Andreas and, and Jorge and what they're doing in Latin America. Lord, what an amazing vision that they have. Lord, I pray that you keep their marriages strong, that you protect them from the evil one. They're on the front lines, God, of the spiritual warfare. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would continue to uh, work strong in their lives and their relationships. Lord, uh, it's so uh, amazing to hear about Andreas about to have another grandchild. Lord, I pray uh, for, for safety and protection over the whole pregnancy. Lord, I pray that you would continue to work in and through their uh, family. Lord, I pray for Jorge and his family, especially for his daughter that's going to Reynosa. Lord, I pray that you would uh, protect her as she's ministering uh, to the deaf community there, Lord. Lord, I pray you continue to give them the workers that they need. The vision is great, and the workers are few, Lord, so I pray that you give them the workers that they need so that the gospel could go out and Mexico and Latin America would be forever changed. In Jesus' name, amen. Señor, muchas gracias por, por tu bondad, por tu misericordia, por tu gracia constante en nuestras vidas. Gracias por las buenas noticias que nos has dado en Cristo Jesús. Y Señor, especialmente damos gracias por esta iglesia, por Good News, por su amor para, para compartir y predicar el Evangelio en esta comunidad, pero su amor para compartir el Evangelio también con los perdidos alrededor del mundo. Hacer estas sociedades en el Evangelio de tal manera que juntos, como una sola iglesia, podamos extender tu reino, podamos compartir la luz del Evangelio que transforma. Pedimos, Señor, que sigas estando con el Pastor Smiley, con Andy, con los líderes de esta iglesia, para que les bendigas, les guíes y sigan siendo luz y sal que sigan predicando y que podamos seguir trabajando juntos para tu honra y para tu gloria. Gracias, Señor. En Cristo Jesús. Amén. 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 Give it up for Andreas and George.